Two guys, two continents, two missionaries, one gospel. You're listening to the Truth Be Known podcast with your hosts, Nathaniel Jolly and Bill Issa. Well, hey guys, welcome to a special edition of the Truth Be Known podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Jolly, and this is going to be a solo issue today, especially since we're going to be dealing with a uniquely American issue. So today's topic is a hot topic, and I mean it's a smoking hot topic. I'm probably not going to make many friends on this episode, but that's okay. It's a needed episode, and it is a very uh, needed topic to be dealt with in today's current climate within the church. Um, It's also a hot topic, especially because some of the Twitter comments I've made lately about the Democrat Party. And so you can already kind of see where this is going to go. It's a topic that seems to come up every election year. And yet each year we can see more clearly that the Democrat Party is simply a party that a Christian can no longer support in good conscience. I think never has this been clearer than in recent years. Certainly never has it been clear in the last year or two years. However, there's a big problem. Unfortunately, a lot of pastors and church leaders either refuse to speak on the subject or, you know, they're just not sure how to broach the subject. For a lot of history, the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, third parties, there have been a lot of issues that have just been matters of Christian liberty. That's no longer really true. Um, you know, when we talk about the Democrat Party today, like we're going to do on this podcast, it's no longer an issue of Christian liberty. It's an issue of morality. It's a biblical ethics issue. And a lot of pastors, I think, are still stuck on this idea that you don't talk about politics in the church. And while I would certainly agree that the pulpit is not the place for politics, the reality is we're no longer dealing with politics. We're talking about moral issues. And a lot of pastors are just simply shying away from that fact. But here's the reality. Uh, If you just simply can't pastor or shepherd the flock of God that he's entrusted to you if you refuse to deal with moral and ethical issues. The reality is that voting for the Democrat Party is just simply no longer a political issue. It is a moral issue. And this has to be addressed by church leaders. It has to be addressed by Christians today in America. And we've got to draw a clear line in the sand. And, you know, in fact, I think that line has already been drawn. It's been drawn by the Democrat Party themselves when they decided to platform issues that no faithful Bible-believing Christian could ever in good conscience promote. Now, I know that probably a lot of you are scratching your heads right now thinking, come on, how is voting a moral issue It's always been an issue of Christian liberty. A lot of people think that it has. Um, Well, I mean, that's a great question. And I think the reality is there used to be a time where you could vote as a Christian for either party and it truly be an issue of Christian liberty. Maybe, you know, I was going to say 40 years, but it's probably been longer than that. But anyway, you know, 30, 40 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, that's probably pushing it. But that's not the case Now, that's not the world we live in. And the reality is Christians cannot partner with a political party or any other group 
that exist to promote such sinful behavior like abortion, homosexuality, and, and the like. I mean, the Democrat Party has adopted the promotion of certain positions that a believer, a professing believer in good faith cannot support. The very foundation of the Democrat Party is now based on pushing legislation for abortion, for homosexuality, for transgenderism, and all sorts of sexual perversions. Now, let me just warn you right here. I get very passionate about the subject. Uh, I get upset about this subject. I'm zealous over this subject because, well, dear friends, what Christian who loves God doesn't get passionate when they hear about laws that are passed that murder innocent babies. I'm passionate about this issue because, well, what God-fearing faithful believer doesn't get passionate when they hear about innocent children being murdered? Well, yep, every Christian that's regenerate should get passionate. So, you know, I'll just apologize in advance. I'm gonna try to be very gracious in this episode, but it's hard to be gracious towards people who are okay with the murder of innocent children. This is what the Democrat Party has now decided to adopt as platform political positions. And this is really imperative to understand because what that means is that regardless of what candidate the Democrat Party puts forth, a vote for them will, in this day and age, always be a vote in support of and furthering the cause of these aforementioned issues. So, in other words, if you vote for the Democrat Party today, you are in fact voting for abortion. If one were to vote for the Democrat Party today, they are in fact voting for homosexuality and transgenderism. Now tell me, is there such thing as a Bible-believing Christian that can stand up and say, yes, I support abortion? Is there a Bible-believing Christian that can say, yes, I support homosexuality? Is there a Bible-believing Christian that can stand up and say, yes, I support transgenderism? And clearly, everyone with a singularly resounding voice would say, no, that type of Christian does not exist. One of the major problems when it comes to voting is that believers are failing to evaluate the two major parties in an accurate manner. The platforms are totally different. And, and this matters today. I don't know how many Christians that I've had conversations with that seem to believe that because there's evil in both parties, evil people in both parties, that makes them the same. That is simply not true. In fact, it's quite ignorant of how the parties work. It's quite ignorant of how the parties have adopted policies. And to be quite frank, I think it's just a cop-out for lazy Christians not to do due diligence in researching and understand the party that they're voting for. This is why a lot of Christians are voting for the Democrat Party. So let's talk about the difference a little more for just a moment. The Democrat Party and the Republican Party, they're, they're fundamentally different in how they're structured. Well, what do I mean? Well, I mean that the Democrat Party has, in recent years, adopted as an entity platform policies that are essentially... Uh, that essentially every single Democrat will have to promote. We see this today. There is uniformity in the Democrat Party on issues such as abortion, homosexuality, transgenderism. We see push uh, the Black Lives Matter issue. This is what the party as a whole has adopted, and they all push these 
legislative issues, right? They all push to legislate these issues. And many of these issues now, unlike the past, are moral issues. And so this is when the Christian has to say, okay, hold on, we're not actually dealing with politics here. We're, we're dealing with biblical ethics. We're dealing with morality issues here. And this is why church leaders can no longer be silent when it comes to how Christians can vote. Is there a such thing as Christian liberty? Absolutely. But does it exist now when we're talking about voting for the Democrat Party? Absolutely not. How can I say that? Very simple, because Christians have never been given the liberty and freedom to sin. And so it's not an issue of Christian liberty. It's an issue of being obedient to God and pursuing a holy lifestyle, holy living, righteous choices. And you just simply can't do that by voting for a party that has adopted issues that are totally antithetical to what Christianity teaches, preaches, and stands for. We're not talking about the days of old where it was just simply an issue of who should be taxed more or taxed less. You know, it's an issue of whether mothers should be allowed to murder their children or not. I hope you see the difference. In fact, I'm sure you must see the difference. But unfortunately, many professing believers seem to not be noticing that difference. I mean, effectively, the Democrat Party has said, and actually, in fact, they have said, if you vote for us, you will vote for abortion, homosexuality, hate speech legislation, transgenderism, so forth and so on. These aren't political issues. These are moral issues. The Democrat Party has stood up and said, if you vote for us, we're going to do everything humanly possible to make sure that every woman has the right to murder their child. I don't know about you, but I struggle to imagine a believer who loves God, who's pursuing holiness, who can go to a ballot box and check the box that says, yes, I want to put people in office that will do everything they can to kill innocent children. I just don't think that kind of Christian exists. I think that kind of unbeliever exists. I certainly don't think that kind of faithful believer exists. We've got to recognize that these are moral issues and we cannot and must not be afraid to stand up and deal with them within the church. The believer does have Christian liberty, but not to sin. And that's what we're talking about. To vote for the Democrat Party now is to, in fact, join in sin. To vote for the Democrat Party is an intentional action that will be used to legislate the things we've talked about. Abortion, homosexuality, etc. And, you know, let's just be honest. As you can see now, it goes even further when Democrats get a little bit of extra power like they have during this COVID season. They have no problem using it to place undue pressure on the church. If you don't believe me, just look to Grace Community Church in California. If you don't believe that the government is trying to put the church under their thumb, at least some local government, look at Nevada. Nevada is quite happy to let people gather in masses in sin in the casinos, and yet the churches are limited in, in scope in every way. It's like rabbit hole, but we need to see the reality of what's going on here. Sinning isn't a Christian liberty. It's something that the believer should be avoiding at all costs. I mean, if we want an accurate description of the Democrat Party today, and I'm sorry, you know, this is just where we're at. I, We've just got to be candid and call a spade a spade. Let's go to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. This is the Democrat Party to a T. 
And if you don't believe this, then I just think you must be a sleepy Christian, so wake up. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says this, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual morality, purity, sensuality, idolatry, anything in this list sounding familiar yet? Sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. I mean, certainly the Black Lives Matter movement that these guys have been promoting isn't filled with fits of anger. Well, let's keep going. The list goes on. Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And and so I just... I just want to ask you, dear Christian, who believes you're going to vote for the Democrat Party, is this what you believe you can partner with? Because no longer can you hide behind the excuse of, well, I'm voting for the Democrat Party, but I don't support abortion. Because the whole Democrat Party has now platformed abortion. So in fact, a vote for the Democrat Party is an active promotion of Abortion legislation, you are assisting in that. It is now an active role. And so, yes, you are partnering with sin. And Galatian makes it pretty clear. People who engage in these such things are of the flesh and they're not inheriting the kingdom of God. Now, my problem isn't with the Democrats and really unbelievers doing what unbelievers do. Unbelievers in the Democrat Party are evil. They need the gospel. Unbelievers in the Republican Party are evil. They need the gospel. By the way, while I'm at it, I'm sure some have already been saying while they're listening to this podcast, oh, but Nathaniel, the Republican Party is so evil. Yeah, well, you know what? (laughs) That's sort of like just trying to throw out a diversion so that you don't have to deal with the issues in the Democrat Party. I didn't say that there wasn't evil in any other party, but... The reality is, and we're going to get to that, is the parties have platformed very different things, and it matters. The Republican Party and the Democrat Party, if you compare them the same, it's sort of like comparing apples and oranges. It just doesn't really work. Here's the issue. The parties are totally different, and we've got to look at them the way they're structured and judge them accordingly. I mean, the very things that we just talked about in Galatians, these are the very things being championed by the entire Democrat Party. I mean, gosh, I I don't know what believer hasn't noticed the sexual revolution that's been going on for years. Now, not only is there a sexual revolution that's been promoted by the Democrat Party, but it's gone beyond that. And there's been a homosexual revolution, right? The entire platform is pushing for a sexually immoral, impure, idolatrous society. How can a believer look at that, understand that, and still say, yes, this is what I want. I want to put people in office who are going to do everything they can to oppose the living God, his ordinances, and the people of God. I'm confused. It's upsetting. How does a person say that he loves God and he seeks to be holy as God is holy, and then he votes for someone that's going to murder children? There's some major disconnect there, to say the least. Again, you just can't use the argument that you disagree with, let's say, abortion or homosexuality or pick whatever other moral issue you want that the Democrat Party promotes and say that you're going to vote Democrat, but you're not going to vote for that sin. It just doesn't work that way anymore. And so it's very interesting. I find guys who are trying to hold on to the Democrat Party 
And they have really basically one of three defenses. One is, you know, Orange Man bad. Wait, so you can ignore all of the atrocities, the, the sexual immorality and murder in a party because you don't like the character of an individual in another party? That's disingenuous at best. That's one. Two is they try to give you some long time ago history of maybe when you could have voted Democrat and it been an issue of Christian liberty. Sorry, guys, we live in 2020. The Democrat Party isn't the same as it used to be. They've platformed moral issues, and now this is how we have to judge them. So the Democrat Party is the one that says, if you vote for us, this is what you're furthering. You can't just ignore that. You can't just decide that that's not true. The Democrat Party has made it abundantly clear you don't get to change that. Now, you can ignore it. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians are ignoring it. The third one is just simply what we've said before, the idea of I'm going to vote for the party, but I'm, I'm against the sin. When a, when a party platforms, when, when they build their entire party around moral issues, you no longer have the ability to separate yourself from those issues. So when the Democrat Party says we're going to do everything we can to make sure women can murder their children... Yeah, you can no longer vote without participating in that sin. It, it's just not possible. When you vote for the Democrat Party, there is no way to avoid the fact that you are directly voting to further the cause of those issues. A vote for the Democrat Party is a vote for abortion, whether you say you believe it or not. You know, your actions speak a million times louder than your words. It's sort of like, you know, all these great doctrinal statements that people sign they sign them, and then they do things that are in direct opposition to them. So what do you believe? Do you believe the statement they signed, or do you believe what they're actually doing? Well, of course, you know, we know them by their fruits, right? We judge people by their very actions, and this is the same. A vote for the Democrat Party is a vote for homosexuality. You can't separate the two. A vote for the Democrat Party is a vote for uh, transgenderism. You cannot separate these things from the party. The party itself has stood up and said, a vote for us is a vote for these things. For a Christian to partner, and make no mistake, you are partnering with them to further their cause if you vote for them, is absolutely unacceptable in every way. Dear believer, dear Christian, if you are thinking about or if you support the Democrat Party, please consider the fact that the Democrat Party today has adopted moral issues that you simply could never support and be faithful to Christ well, let me just ask you, would you drive a woman to the drive women to the abortion clinic and drop them off as a ministry every week? Hope not. You would be actively participating in her sin. Well, th this is no different. Blood is on your hands, and that ought to matter. I mean, ironically, the Democrats supporting Christians are extremely guilty of the very thing I hear them accuse Republicans of, and that's party loyalty. In fact, so many professing believers that are voting Democrat are doing it simply because they want to oppose President Donald Trump. So they just have thrown all of the moral issues out the window. They'll toss you red herrings all day. They'll give you straw men all day. They'll totally avoid the moral issues and then just go to Trump bad anybody but Trump. Yeah, you know, we don't get to do that 
as believers when it involves supporting sinful behavior, joining in with sinful behavior. And what we need today in the church are Christians who will make their voting decisions based on biblically sound morals, based on biblical ethics. Too many Christians today say, how can I make my party fit into my belief system? And the reality is what we should be doing is asking, how does the Bible's teachings inform my decision to vote, right? We should be approaching voting just like we do everything else in life with a biblical worldview rather than a secular worldview. It's an inescapable conclusion that voting for the Democrat Party is to join in the sin of abortion and homosexuality and every other deviant sexual perversion out there that they're promoting. You might as well stand up and say, I want these people to do everything they can to murder children and promote sexual perversion because that's what your vote really means. We've got to start viewing this as horrible as it is and to join in such sin is horrible. I know this isn't a comfortable topic to a lot of people, but you know, dear friends, this isn't politics. This is morality. This matters in the church. This brings me kind of to the Twitter statement that I made that to be quite honest, has cost me quite dearly, and yet I stand by it. In fact, I reposted it and said I doubled down on it, and maybe in this podcast, if there's a such thing, I'll triple down on it. I'm not going to apologize. I said what I said. I'm not going to take it back because it's true. And 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 th- this is what's true, that Christians simply cannot fellowship with professing believers who unrepentantly support the Democrat Party. Would we support believers who are okay with rape? Would we support believers who actively help someone rape a woman? Would we support and fellowship with believers who are accomplices in murder, who are unrepentant? Would we fellowship with a professing believer who actively takes women to the abortion clinic every week to help them get their abortion? No. If you say yes to any of those, then there are far greater issues. Please go see your pastor. If your pastor's okay with that, find a different church. So if we wouldn't support those things, then how on earth can we fellowship with informed, listen carefully, with informed professing believers who support the Democrat Party unrepentantly and unashamedly? We just simply can't. I refuse to associate with any such person. Oh, Nathaniel, that is so harsh. That is too extreme. How could you break fellowship over a non-gospel issue? Well, first of all, we have tons of different denominations. Uh, So we separate over doctrinal issues that are not gospel issues. Secondly, we are talking about breaking bread and fellowshipping with someone who is engaging, specifically promoting sinful behavior unrepentantly. Okay, you don't have to take my word for it. Let's go to scripture, 1 Corinthians 5.11. Listen to this. But now I'm writing you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual morality or greed, or is an idolater, idolater, reviler, drunkard, swindler, not even to eat with such one. Did you get that? Not to associate with such person. You don't have to like it, but if you put your signature on paper, aligning yourself with and voting for the Democrat Party, you are guilty of the sinful policies built into that platform. 
Scripture makes it very clear. We do not associate, not even eat with those who call themselves brothers, who give themselves to those things I just mentioned. And let me ask you a question. Do you think that if we're not even to associate with professing believers who are given to greed or idolatry, which, you know, for most normal people, we would consider those lesser things than murder. How have we gotten to the place where we think it's okay to join with and fellowship with those who promote abortion, homosexuality, sexual perversion? I think, again, the issue comes back to we don't understand the parties anymore. But let's just be honest. I I think that so many professing believers have hatred in their heart, which, by the way, is a sin already towards Donald Trump, that they're willing they're willing to sacrifice innocent children's lives just to get him out of office. I mean, if if you're that Christian, I just think about that. How utterly wicked is that? And then some have the audacity to say that it's just an issue of Christian liberty. Corinthians says we don't even fellowship with people who do those things. I mean, how can we unite ourselves as Christians to someone who says something like, well, some people just have other things that are more important besides abortion, meaning social justice issues, meaning housing issues for the poor. Wait, wait. All sin is terrible before God and punishable by hellfire. But there are most definitely sins on earth that have more dire consequences. Lying will send you to hell, but the murder of innocent children is something totally different. And surely, if the blood of Abel cries out to God, then the millions of babies also cry out to God. I think that we just don't abhor abortion anymore because it is so common to see it around. What kind of faithful, godly Christian supports these type of policies? And how on earth can we fellowship with that kind of person? So, you know, for those who have thought my, uh, you know, my tweet on how I refuse to fellowship with any professing believer who is unrepentantly supporting the Democrat Party, if you think that's extreme, I mean, go back, mark down 1 Corinthians 5.11 and read it. You know, we have a mandate not to break bread with people who are engaging in such things. We just can't do it. Here's the hard truth. If you're voting for the Democrat Party, you probably just fall into three categories. One, you're an unbeliever. Two, you're a professing believer and you're totally ignorant of the party. And let's just be honest, if that's true, you probably shouldn't be voting anyway. I realize that there are professing believers who vote for the Democrat Party because their mom does, because their granddad always voted. They don't watch the news. They don't keep up with what's going on. That person shouldn't be voting. So you can be an ignorant professing believer and vote for the Democrat Party. But let me just tell you, you're still joining in sin. Or three, you're a professing believer that has such a secular worldview. Either that or you don't know your Bible or maybe you're just ignoring what it teaches. I mean, that's kind of it. But one thing's for sure, you cannot be an informed believer who knows his Bible, who thinks deeply about things through the lens of a biblical worldview, who submits himself or herself to the living, holy God and still vote for the Democrat Party in good conscience. That doesn't happen. You know, it's interesting. I had an American missionary in Africa tell me recently that, and he was pushing back on on this telling me that, well, people just had different issues that were important to them. That, that was his excuse for vo- voting for abortion. 
I mean, he went on to say that abortion was a big issue for some people, but that it's not as big of an issue for others. Let me just stop everyone right there. If abortion isn't a big issue, actually, no, let's just call it what it is. If premeditated murder of a child isn't a big issue to you, what kind of Christian are you? Again, I don't think you're the kind of Christian that any real Christian can fellowship with because the current Democrat Party is built on killing more babies. The Democrat Party is built on uniting more homosexuals and celebrating it. The Democrat Party is currently built on demonizing anyone who stands against those things I just mentioned. You see, it's not a conscience issue when you're voting. It's a moral issue. It's an ethical failure to support the Democrat Party today. It's a sin. And because it's a sin, we've got to deal with it as such. I'll take it a step further. Not only do I believe we can't fellowship with people who have been informed and still choose to unashamedly support the Democrat Party, I think it deserves church discipline. If someone has been given the truth, they've ignored the truth, and they're still unashamedly voting to kill babies, to promote homosexuality, transgenderism, and the like, after they've been educated on why it's sinful to do so, then, you know, we go through the steps of church discipline, just like we would any other unrepentant sin in the church. We wouldn't tolerate the man who's repeatedly having an affair on his wife. So why would we tolerate the man who's promoting homosexuality? Yes, if you vote for the Democrat Party, that's exactly what you're doing. We wouldn't tolerate the man who is drunk beating his wife, but somehow we'll tolerate the man who votes to continue infanticide. We don't tolerate the man who's caught sexually assaulting boys in the youth ministry, but we'll tolerate the man who votes to make sure that all sorts of sexual perversion are legal and celebrated. What kind of church tolerates the professing Christian that raises his hand and says yes to abortion legislation and sexual perversion rights? What kind of church does that? If we're going to do that, then, you know, we might as well just stop disciplining adulterers and fornicators and drunkards and liars and cheaters and everything else, which no faithful Bible-believing church would do. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you aren't sitting on the sideline watching. You are in the game, and you're in the game to win the right to promote those sins. That's the reality of how the Democrat Party has structured itself today, and it is deserving of church discipline if unrepentant. If you have been told the truth, if a believer has been told the truth, if they have been shown why it is sin, and they simply refuse to acknowledge that, to repent for that, and they still support the Democrat Party, I mean, the passage we read early makes it clear, I think, we're not even to eat with such one. Now, again, I hear people saying, because I've already had people say, well, but Nathaniel, that is just too extreme. You are too zealous. You are too harsh. But this is the reality we live in. The Democrat Party chose to platform those moral issues. And because of that, the Christian that joins in their sin, well, the Christ Christians join in their sin by voting for them. And if unrepented of, it deserves church discipline. Times are changing. How we deal with issues change. We've got to deal with these things. I mean, the only reason that a Democrat, so-called Democrat Christian, isn't a pariah these days, because it should be, is because Christians really don't care if they murder babies. Many Christians just really don't care if homosexuality is celebrated and forced onto the church. Many Christians just simply aren't thinking deeply enough to understand and to care if blood is on their hands. 
And this is a result, I think, of decades of a secular worldview in the church rather than a biblical worldview. Folks, look, dear Christian, we have to let Scripture inform our decisions. We have to approach these things with the mind that says, I'm going to be faithful to the Word of God. How do I apply, how do I apply the teachings of Scripture to my voting? Can I, in good faith, vote for this party or that party that has platformed these moral issues that I would be absolutely supporting if I vote for them? Can I do that biblically? And the answer, of course, is no. But that's how we have to judge these things. I mean, again, one objection I hear all the time is, well, Trump is evil too. I mean, you can say to someone, hey, did you know that the entirety of the Democrat Party is fixed on murdering babies? And you know what the next thing is you're going to hear? Well, did you know Trump is a lying adulterer? Seriously? Have we become so shallow? Have many Christians become so fixated on genuine hatred that now they're just willing to ignore murder because of the atrocious and appalling character of an individual? Yes, Trump shows no evidence of being a regenerate Christian. I regularly pray for his salvation, just like we're supposed to do. I've prayed for every single president we've had. You should too. But here's the reality. The Republican Party isn't platforming adultery. The Republican Party isn't standing up and publicly announcing that they're trying to push pro-adultery law so that everyone can have adultery and no one can say anything against it or to be considered hate speech. That just isn't happening. And yet the Democrat Party is most certainly saying that we want to promote abortion so that every woman has a right to kill their child. The party platforms are totally different. So we don't get to compare them that way. It's almost as though the character of an individual overrides a literal holocaust. Which, by the way, since Roe v. Wade has claimed the lives of over 50 million children. 50 million! And you had the audacity to say to me that, well, Trump is a lying adulterer? Talk about mixed up priorities. The rebuttal of, quote, but Trump truly falls utterly short when you consider the platforms and the severity of the sins on each side. I'm not a Trump man always, by the way. I'm not a GOP champion. The Republican Party certainly has tons of issues. But you know what? You don't get to deflect when we're talking about the morality issue in the Democrat Party. You don't get to deflect and say, but the Republicans, right? That's the coward's way. The reality is if you vote for the Democrat Party, you're joining in murder. You're joining in sexual immorality. There just isn't any way to get over that. And so, you know, I would just genuinely beg you to repent. And if you hate Trump that much, then just don't vote. There's no biblical mandate to vote. You have other options. If you feel like you can't vote for Trump, then don't vote. But you cannot, in good faith as a believer, support the Democrat Party. You just can't do it and be right before God. Now, the truth is the Republican Party hasn't platformed any obviously moral atrocious policies. And so I think you can still vote for the Republican platform and be morally upright. There's no blatant sinful policies as a whole that they've adopted. That might happen one day. And when it does, I'll be back on the podcast saying 
No Christian can support the Republican Party when that day happens. But that day is not today. They, the, Dem the Republican Party isn't pushing blatantly obvious sinful policies as an entire party, as a platform issue. They're not pushing abortion like the Democrat Party is doing. Yeah, I realize that the Republicans have failed to end abortion. I hear that a lot. Absolutely. There was a time where the Senate, the House, and the uh, the court was Republican, and they, and they failed Roe v. to overturn Roe v. Wade. Why? Because there are absolutely evil people in the Democrat Party who create, you know, challenges to overturn things. I'm not denying that. But what I am saying is that there is no platform policy, as it were, in the Republican Party that is such a moral issue that a believer couldn't vote for it, the party if they chose to and still be upright. That's not true for the Democrat Party. I don't know why people don't understand this. It matters what policy the party has platformed, because those issues are the ones that you partake in when you vote for the platform. When a party says, we as a party stand for this thing, you can no longer separate that thing from the party or that thing from your vote. If the Republican Party came out tomorrow and said, we're also the party of abortion, then I would immediately say, guess what? Now Christians can no longer vote for either party because it's a moral issue and our faith, our faithfulness is to Christ, not a political party. Our faithfulness is to morality, not a political party. But guess what? The Republicans haven't done that yet. So if you don't want to vote for Trump, then don't vote or write someone in. But one thing you can't do is you can't vote for the Democrat Party and be right before God. You know, here's another helpful verse for you. Ephesians 5.11. It's extremely helpful. It says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. But in ex ex instead of exposing them, many professing believers want to embrace the darkness and pretend it's a friend. No, we expose the darkness. We separate ourselves from the darkness. We do not break bread with professing believers who join themselves in sin, unrepentant sin. I'm not saying this is a salvation, a salvation issue. It's not, although it could be an indication of an unregenerate heart. I don't know what regenerate Christian is okay with abortion or what regenerate Christian is okay with abortion. Listen, I realize that many of us have friends that are professing believers. Maybe you listening are a professing believer who supports the Democrat Party. Well, you've been educated. Educate your friends. We've got to take time to dialogue with people who are supporting the Democrat Party in the church, professing believers. I, I believe that we have to take the time to open up the scriptures, to reason through them, to help people think deeply, to help people think through the lens of a biblical worldview. By all means, we take the time to do these things. But at the end of the day, we simply cannot fellowship with those who are willing to oppose the teaching of the apostles and to give themselves to sin, especially after they've been educated. If every church leader, if every church pastor taught their people to judge these things biblically, maybe, just maybe, we could save the lives of millions of innocent children. Maybe we could prevent perversion from spreading so quickly and becoming celebrated and holiness aboard. And maybe... Just maybe we could find some of those same people who might be unregenerate and help them to find Christ. Again, I, I know this isn't you know going to make any friends, but I stand by what I said. We just simply can't fellowship 
with a professing believer who has joined himself to sin and make no mistake, if you vote for the Democrat Party, you are in sin, right? You just are. I think we've made that abundantly clear. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but lives are at stake here. We could go on to talk about all the other things at stake here, but just you realize that the Jewish Holocaust took about 11 million lives. Everyone would say that that is horrific. And yet the Democrat Party has been involved in pushing a Holocaust that has taken the lives of almost five times that of the Jewish Holocaust. How can any believer support that? How can any believer support the inserting of a tool into a womb and cutting an innocent baby given from God into pieces and say they don't care? How can a believer support that? Because that is the very thing that you support when you vote for the Democrat Party. That's just the reality of it. We can't get around that. So then what are your options? I mean, we've said it already. I'll say it one more time. In closing, you can vote for the Republican Party. They haven't platformed any obvious inherent sin that you would join in. I'm not voting for an individual's character when I vote for the presidency. I am certainly voting for those things the platform pushes. Or... If you feel like you can't vote Republican, actually, that's I'm perfectly fine with that. I have my own opinion. But you know what? If we're looking th- at things through, you know, a moral lens, there's nothing that says you have to vote for the Republican Party. You can write someone in. You can choose not to vote. The only thing I'm telling you you can't do and be in line with Scripture, be in line with biblical values and biblical ethics and be moral and upright is you can't vote for the Democrat Party the way they've decided to be. You just can't do it. Well, I think we've gone on long enough. Don't want to beat a dead horse, but I mean, this is a major issue. I think if Christians would take a deep breath, would step back from and repent of their hatred for Trump, for other parties, for whatever's going on, and would legitimately sit back, sit down, and ask the question, can I truly morally and be and, and being right before God vote for a platform that will guarantee murder and sexual perversion? I think if we would sit down and consider that, the only conclusion that that the the actual regenerate believer would come to is no, I can't do that. And then you've got other options, so pick one of the other options. But what you can't do is ignore all of that and vote anyway. And if you do, then every faithful believer around that person should disassociate themselves. Scripture makes it clear. Again, if if we're supposed to not even eat with a brother who's given to greed, how much more should we not fellowship with a professing believer who's given to murder? These are just issues that are hard issues and they have to be dealt with by the church. And many, many more people need to start standing up and drawing the line in the sand, calling a spade a spade and saying, listen, if you support the Democrat Party, you're in sin. Point blank, period, end of discussion. Two options, remain against God and and go through discipline or repent, get right before God and move on, carry on, don't do it again. This election is going to be a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal because many, for many Christians, it's going to be whether their hatred for someone overrides their love for God and desire to be holy, or for many Christians, it's going to be 
whether they're more committed to biblical fidelity than they are to a party, it's 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 going to matter. And it's not just going to matter humanly speaking, it's going to matter spiritually speaking. So guys, I, I want to encourage you to please stand up. I know that taking a stance like this, it may cost you. It may cost you dearly. You may lose opportunities to do ministry. You may lose church members. You may lose financial support. You may lose missionary opportunities. I get that. I understand that. But the truth matters. Holiness matters. Moral issues matter. And we aren't called to be cowards who don't deal with these issues. We are called to be faithful men of God who stand up. We preach the word of God. We preach truth. We we teach biblical morals, ethics, and values, and we stand firmly on those things. And so that's what I'm calling you to do. So with, with that, guys, we're going to close. Look, I would love to hear your feedback. So feel free to email us at truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com. That's truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com. Let me hear your comments. Let me uh, hear suggestions for the show. Uh, if you just want to email us and, you know, th- tell me how extreme I am. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, I'll read your email and I might respond to you. Anyway, we'd love to get your emails. And guys, consider this. It's an important issue. And just remember, until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast, hosted by Bill Isa and Nathaniel Jolly is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program, serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device, or listen online at anchor.fm forward slash truthbeknown.